0: Welcome everyone to Merrimack College. Merrimack gets set to uh, open up a two-game weekend series with uh, Colgate, homecoming here at uh, Merrimack College, and it's uh, time to visit with Merrimack head coach Mark Dennehy on our pre-game show. And Mark, I think before we get into anything, uh, I think we should uh, uh, talk about uh, the passing of Bruce Marshall uh, earlier in the week. Uh, Bruce, of course, the former head coach at UConn, uh, the college hockey uh, community, really a small one, and really hit hard by Bruce's passing, and I know you've had a chance to work with him, and uh, um, maybe we You can just start with your thoughts on uh, Bruce's passing.
1: Yeah, obviously um, our our thoughts and prayers go out to the Marshall family. I think he had uh, four young children um, and and a real family guy. Uh, Hey, listen, Bruce did at UConn uh, what we're trying to do here, right? Um, He took a fledgling program and and, uh, took it all the way to Hockey East. Um, I coached against him in 1998-99. Uh, I'm sorry, 99-2000 as a uh, when I was with Fairfield, and um, you know they were one of the first teams in the, the MAC, which is now the Atlantic League, and uh, I think they might have actually won the first year. Um, just a good guy, loved the game. Uh, gave a lot of coaches their first chance, um, and you look at the guys that have that have gone through there. You know, I, I think Ricky Bennett worked with them. I think uh, Kyle Wallach worked with them um you know he's he really has left a a legacy
0: and uh gone too soon and uh, also at Quinnipiac the other night, UConn was there. nice uh, tribute by the Bobcats after the game. So really, Coach Marshall's loss felt by everybody across college hockey.
1: Well, you know, you've got two Connecticut teams there and, and, um, in in Quinnipiac and, and UConn. And um, I think a, a, a fitting tribute to a gentleman that meant a lot to hockey
0: in Connecticut. Mark, let's talk a little bit about the uh, game out at St. Lawrence, if we could. Four to one loss last Saturday. Did you feel like the improvement curve uh, grew? And if so, how? yeah I thought we competed better.
1: uh I thought we competed better um you know we dug deep we won some battles that's a good saint lawrence team and and I liked our you know stick to um you know stuck with it even though we were down uh we still we got some good looks in the power play we' still have a long way to go in a number of areas you know uh we, we we in all three zones, but I thought we played harder
0: and that's a good place to start. Well, we've talked about a few of the freshmen, Mark. One we haven't touched on is Tyler Irvine. Uh, uh, he has uh, seen action in all three games. Uh, tell us a little bit about him.
1: Well, he he really gets around the rink well. Uh, good feet, um, sturdy on his skates, strong, uh, and also smart. I mean, he's someone that we can pop into a number of different situations, whether it's on the uh, on a power play, on a penalty kill. I trust him enough already, four on four, to put him out there. I think that says a lot. He's, he's earned the coach's trust in a short amount of time.
0: Well, uh, on the Warrior goal, Mark Hampus Gustafson scored it. It was a power play goal. A nice play started by John Kovacevic. Uh, picked up his first collegiate point, and uh, really a lot of poise on that play on his end.
1: Well, Brett made the play to, to Johnny, and uh, it was a similar play in the first period where he found uh, Sammy Tavernier on the right-hand side. and and Tammy uh, looked to to pass that. And if they got through, it would have been an empty net. Um, But Johnny made a nice play to catch it on his forehand and push it to his forehand and still get enough on the shot that when Hampus tipped it, it was able to go through and, uh, you know, got us back in the game. But... um You know, like I said, we did some good things. We worked hard, but there's no more victories. Uh, We needed to get better, and I think
0: we have this week. Mark, let's take a look at our opponent tonight, Colgate. Uh, Mike McMahon did an article stating uh, they feel like they were a work in progress. Really, it seems like a lot of similarities between Colgate and Merrimack, Uh, one being that both teams have excelled on the PK. But what are your initial thoughts on uh, the Raiders?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know who's excelling on the power play, to be honest with you. I think the PK has a distinct advantage early in the year because it's obviously easier to kill than it is to, to Score goals in the power play. Uh, you know, a good power plays at twenty percent. Uh, a good penalty kills at ninety. Yeah, I'm so, to say
0: PK. Yeah, to say it, yeah,
1: yeah, no, but but my, I guess my point is, um, and I also think that. I think the PK is something that is easier to teach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got some some speed. You've got some intelligence. You've got some guys that are willing to give up their bodies to block shots. Mm-hmm. Power play is much more of a field type of, of experience. You need some guys that, that have puck poise. Uh, you need some guys that understand spatial balance, two-on-ones. You need a guy that can bring it or has a good net front presence, and we're still looking for some of that. But uh, no, I think both teams are kind of feeling their way around. I, I watched them play UConn, and, and I would say that they probably played better. Better uh, in the tie against Chukon than we have so far this year. So um, we've got further to go, but I also think we've got a really good top side.
0: Well, Mark, uh, you mentioned uh, earlier that uh, you're still looking for uh, successful combinations. Uh, you have a, a combination tonight of Seney, Kramer, and Tibbet. Uh, on paper, that really seems like uh, that line could have a little bit of everything, uh, speed, scoring, strength. And uh, so, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that line plays out.
1: Well, we are still looking for some combinations. And, and to be honest, the the one line that was playing well for us is, was the freshman line. And you'd say, well, geez, why, why would you break that up? And it's really not a lot of data on them. You know, they played a couple games in a row and played pretty well. Um, but we're, we're looking for, uh, you know, the old Scotty Bowman. If you've got two guys on the, on a line that that have a connection, then it really doesn't matter who that third guy is. You can kind of pop that third guy in and out. So, you know, we put Derek and, and Mikey Babcock back together. We thought Tyler Irvine and Hampus Gustafson have a little something going on. Uh, we think that, that um... Uh, Luddy, uh, Larson, and, and uh, Sammy, in practice, have shown uh, a little bit of a connection. And then obviously Tibbs and Teams have played together a number a number of times. Um, so I think each line has a two man combination that has some um, some similarities and some uh, comfort. Uh, and so we'll we'll go from there, you know, and, and see kind of how it goes. But uh,
0: you know, until we really start to gel, um, you know, we'll do what we need to, to spark the team. Well, Mark, lastly, a uh, big weekend here at Merrimack Homecoming. The women are playing right now as we speak. Always uh, an electric atmosphere, and uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll look for a big crowd tonight here as uh, Merrimack opens up, too, with Colgate.
1: Yeah, I think it should be a good crowd tonight. I think tomorrow's probably going to be sold out, um, so that's a good weekend. Um, you know, and, and hopefully that energy is, is something that, that
0: gets our guys going and we get off to a good start and uh, and play a full 60. Mark, as always, we appreciate your time. Uh, thanks so much. We'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow night when uh, game two rolls around. Thanks, Sean. All right, he's Mark Denny the head coach of the Merrimack Warriors. Mike Macknick and I will be back with more on the pregame next. You're listening to Merrimack Warrior Hockey on the new home for Merrimack Warrior Men's Hockey, WMCK.